Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. All knotted up at two games apiece. Oilers and Golden Knights shifting back down to Vegas for Game 5 tomorrow night on 6.30. Chad, 8 o'clock puck drop. Those watch parties going in downtown Edmonton opening up at 6. Oh, yeah, and uh, I think they'll have the indoor one as well because there's no Shania Twain concert tomorrow night. Uh, Another occupant of the Rogers Place facility coming right up here, but uh, I'll tell you first that uh, you can call us and maybe save the calls for 1.30. We'll uh, we'll turn the airwaves over to you at that point. Lots of opinions, no doubt, on the Petrangelo slash everything that's gone on in this series so far. 780-496-0063. River Creek Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And that number again, 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They're open Monday to Saturday. Okay, uh, it is currently happening. So I am blown away and incredibly grateful that Kurt Hill is joining us in the midst of the Western Hockey League Bantam draft. So let's get right to it. Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill on the hotline. Kurt, how you doing today? Doing well, guys. How are you? Excellent. Again, I really appreciate this, first of all. Uh, so you, you didn't have your own pick, but you did have a pick in the first round here today. And you went with a name that I think most people in the Alberta hockey market are going to be familiar with. Why don't you introduce us to your first rounder? Yeah, no, clearly. It's uh, obviously Joe Aginla is going to be... Uh, player that we're extremely excited about uh, adding to our group here so we were we were quite surprised he was there at that spot so we are you know it was a big victory for us here in the drop room today when we when he was there to select what type of player is he kurt tell us about him yeah you know he's a 200 foot player he's got a lot of offense he's got a great shot just like his dad did and you know i think one of the biggest things about uh, joe is, is his winning pedigree you know he's he really wants it he really pushes his team he's a leader um so, you know as much as a skilled player he is and a guy that's going to be able to produce for us that's that leadership aspect and winning mentality that he's going to bring that we're extremely excited about as well it's hard to believe we're talking about 2008 borns that are getting drafted right now but that's uh, that's where things are at so again you use the the first round pick acquired in a trade with regina to uh, acquire again when you get Get the opportunity, Kurt, to pick somebody who has that sort of pedigree to to somebody who's grown up in a household with a professional athlete. That's got to be a real tantalizing opportunity for someone in your position. You know, it certainly is. You know, he's he's been around it. He's gonna he understands what uh, what it takes, and you know, he's obviously been taught by by someone who is one of the best to play the game, and obviously a Hall of Famer, and the guy that you know a very accomplished person in the hockey world and you know but to, to that point too you know you got to separate it and joe's his own his own person and he's going to make his own path so it's we're excited to work with him on on his skill sets um but we know we're getting somebody who's uh, who's certainly coming in with great habits these players that are selected are, are they're still 
a year away from being full-time WHLers. For Joe, will he stay at the rink hockey academy in Kelowna, play U18 prep? Would that be the plan? Yeah, that'll be the plan for for next season. Which you know they do a they do a great job there with their with their development model, and you know we're we're happy with him uh, staying there next season and continuing to play. And you know U18 is going to provide a, a, the next challenge for him playing against older players, faster, stronger. And you know I'm sure at some point here during the season we're going to integrate him with our group, and uh, you know I'm sure he'll be he'll get some games in, and we'll see uh, you know where he's at to make that uh, that step when he's 16. So there's your first round pick. Second round pick, you go goaltender. Parker Snell right out of our backyard here. St. Albert product, Northern Alberta extreme. And and the numbers on him are otherworldly, Kurt. Tell us about Parker Snell. Yeah, obviously a guy we're super familiar with. And uh, our goalie coach, uh, Curtis Mooka, very familiar with as well. Um, and Parker, you know, he's a guy that consistency is, is the thing. You know, he's had a tremendous year. He was on he was on an AX Hockey Academy who ended up winning everything. So he's got that winning pedigree to him too. And, you know, this one for us was a, we really zeroed in on, on this being an important pick on finding a goaltender um, at some point in this draft, um, you know, relatively high. And, you know, we were, we were happy to see him there when we were picking with our familiarity with the person and the player. Winning pedigree. Kurt, I think you're selling it a little short. (laughs) He didn't lose a game all year. I'm looking at elite prospects. With the U15s, he was only 15-0. With the U17s, he was 4-0. And he was 4-0 in the playoffs. If I can believe those numbers, I would say, yeah, that's a winning pedigree. Now, I didn't watch Northern Alberta Extreme play this year. You did. I don't doubt that was an amazing club, but... uh, even for a goaltender on that team, uh, how important was he to their success? Extremely important. Like I said, there's nights where your team's not quite in it, and you know, for for them to to be that accomplished throughout the season, when you know, when the players weren't quite there, he definitely picked up the slack and made sure that those games were taken care of. And you know, like I said, even the consistency that he showed all season is something you know when we're talking about 68 games in our league it's a long year and you know that consistency was something that was extremely attractive to us can you talk about with the the way that uh, academy hockey has has grown and sort of dominates now a lot of what we see these players coming out of is is it harder to identify players in a sense that their stats might be buoyed by having quality teammates and or is it uh, you know an opportunity to you know, see how they play with the highest caliber talent, I guess, at their age group. Is there a bit of a catch-22 there at all? Oh, there is. You know what? That's where some of our analytical work comes into play and just kind of sifting through some of the numbers and some of the competition um, that some of these players take, you know, are against on a daily basis and what those games look like. Um, and then, you know, at the, there is, always is a point in the year where they're either playing up like we saw with Snell playing some games at the the older level and seeing how he performs in, in those environments for some of these high-end kids. They get those opportunities, and you can get a feel in that. And, you know, further to that, at the year-end events, they always get put into their age categories on relatively equal teams, whether that be a Alberta Cup or BC Cup. And, you know, so when those guys that are coming from those really – um, maybe loaded up programs that specific year. Once they get into that different environment, seeing how they respond is something that you might choose to put a little bit more weight into. Generally speaking, Kurt, this year's uh, crop in this draft, uh, how how would you say it is? Is it is it one of those ones that's deep? Is it top heavy? Is it how how is this year's uh, draft looking? 
Yeah, I, you know what? I would say that uh, there was a real top-heavy component to it, and then kind of once you got through those first uh, 15 picks, you know, I think everybody is going to probably like you know, what they got probably in the second and third round right throughout the entire league. Um, there was a lot of, you know, opportunity to pick some really good players, and there was a, lo- a wide variety of player available, I would say. So I think uh, you'll find a lot of teams that are happy with what they ended up with through the first three rounds for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it to today. I know the U.S. priority draft was uh, yesterday morning, so we'll get to that uh, in, in a minute here. But uh, a couple of trades today on the draft floor, Kurt, and you're bringing in a couple of veterans, including uh, Marc Lejoie, who is, of course, Serge Lejoie's kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a big move for us. Um, something we, you know, going into the offseason, we did our year-end meetings, uh, just seeing what, uh, how young our decor um, returning was going to be next season. You know, we, we really wanted to bring in a, a really established veteran D to help mentor the this group of players that's coming. Our, our 06 group, we're extremely high on back there, and we have obviously Blake Fiddler joining our group next year as well, another who will be a 16-year-old D. So for us to bring in a guy who's, you know, over 200 games played, has been a captain of a team, can play big minutes in all situations, and is a really big guy that brings a big presence with him as well. It was uh, something that was a no-brainer for us and something we're extremely excited about. And tell me about uh, Aiden Litke coming over from uh, the Portland Winterhawks, uh, another uh, 20-year-old player. Uh, what's he going to bring to the mix? Yeah, I think, you know, our staff's done a good job at identifying, you know, some uh, some 20-year-olds that we maybe feel have a lot more upside um, you know, in their game still left in our league as a 20-year-old player. And, you know, Aiden comes from an organization that's had a lot of good teams and had a, has had a lot of good forwards. So, you know, this is a, a situation where we bring in a guy that was maybe maybe caught behind a really talented forward group and that we think that has a lot of offensive production he could potentially offer our group. So he's a, you know, he's a guy that's not afraid to play physical, but I would say his, his biggest attribute is his ability uh, to shoot the puck hard. And he's got a, he's got a really good, uh, really good release and um, some very good offensive instincts. So certainly a guy we're hoping to integrate into our top six heading into the next year. With what will be another young squad this season coming up, how important are those 20-year-old players, not just for what they bring uh, points-wise and, and on the ice, uh, everything else as far as you know, shaping the team and, and leading in a good way? Oh, it's it's very important. You know, last year I talked to a lot of people about it. We were making our moves and sending, you know, quality people out the door when we were acquiring assets. And you know, I can't speak highly enough to the twenty-year-olds we brought in brought in last year when we were making some of those moves. And um, you know, I know we didn't the hockey games. The wins were were a little bit harder to come by, but I can't speak high, highly enough about what they did for that group and how they mentored them through that time. And you know, it's going to be the same thing now. With you know, I think our group's going to take. A big step next season but we still need those older players to be there in a mentorship role and uh, you know really trying to uh, set set the, a good example for these guys moving forward yeah, excited to hear as we chat with oil kings general manager kurt hill on uh, bantam draft day uh, that blake fiddler is going to come up and join the, the tr- uh, crew this year after being the number one pick in the u.s priority draft i what last year was it or the year yeah. before uh regardless i mean this is a, a you kind of won the lottery in that sense getting the first overall pick there right shot d-man 6'2 181 pounds he's listed at now so lots of lots of growing to do i'm sure into that frame this year you get uh, noah 
Ta'amu. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That's right, yep. All right. And he's another uh, American-born defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. Why don't you tell us about this year's U.S. pick? Yeah, so Noah, he's um, you know he's kind of he's kind of moved around. His dad was a was a former NFL pick and player, so you know they, he kind of moved around at a young age with his with his dad when he was still playing football. But right now they reside in San Diego, and he, he played for the LA Junior Kings this season. And he's a he's a big, rangy defenseman. He's about six one right now, uh, two hundred and ten pounds, and um, he, has, he plays a real two way game. He's got a great shot. Um, some good offensive instincts, but he has a, a physical presence to him as well. So a guy, uh, you know, that we certainly think is going to be a top four defender in this league. And uh, we're super excited about already having him signed and uh, ready to join our program here. How was the recruitment process there for a, a player from Southern California uh, looking at the, the Western Hockey League as a choice, a route, the Edmonton Oil Kings being that team? Uh, how did that all uh come about well you know it's uh it's something that you have to put a lot of work into for sure and you know oftentimes some of these players maybe have some canadian ties and with this uh um noah's mom's uh father had spent some time in penticton um and there was some canadian familiarity there so i think that was very helpful and he just was one of these players that was very attracted with the style of player he was um, with the Western Hockey League and he thought it, him and his family thought that it was a good fit with the league and fortunately at three he's still there and we had the opportunity to go in and recruit the player and um, you know further to that point it's the family puts trust into what we have to offer with our development program here and, and feels that uh, this is an environment that we can help get him to the next level and we put uh, you know, we're excited that they've uh, made the decision to come here and we'll put a uh, big responsibility on helping them out with that now. Well, Kurt, again, can't thank you enough for being so gracious with your time on a busy day and we'll uh, make sure to connect again this off season. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you having me. Of course. Okay, thanks, Kurt Hill, General Manager of your Edmonton Oil Kings. A busy day, not only drafting-wise, but trade-wise. Hey, we got some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. The NHL Department of Player Safety has handed down a suspension but not to Alex Petrangelo. We'll fill you in when we come back on Oilers Now. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Some guests of the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out the new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Okay, without further ado, I don't know about this, but we'll, we'll flush it out over the next 35, 40 minutes or so. Per the Department of Player Safety, Edmonton's Darnell Nurse has been automatically suspended for one game and Coach Jay Woodcroft has been fined $10,000 under Rule 46.21, instigating in the final five minutes of regulation. 780-496-0063. We'll get some guys on hold, some ladies on hold. Send your texts in and we'll discuss this, but uh, I'll tell you what my two cents on that are. Sometimes the letter of the law sucks. Sometimes when I watch Evander Kane wave his stick over his head and knock the puck out over the glass with no intention of delaying the game, but he gets called for delaying the game, that sucks. But it's the letter of the law. 
And unfortunately, in this instance, the league is operating under the premise of the letter of the law. This wasn't a judgment call. I guess the judgment was made that he... Yeah, exactly. The instigator, I'm saying. On the instigator, yeah. That he coasted in there, and Hag was engaged with a different oiler. And while Hag was more than a willing combatant, evidently the league wasn't willing to factor that in. They went letter of the law, and this is the result. So I'll guarantee you, Alex Petrangelo is getting a game suspension. Elliot pretty much confirmed that. But is it now two games based on this? That, to me, is the discussion point. Should Petrangelo, based on the action, now get one more game than Nurse? Because that seems to be punishment fitting the crime to me. Yeah, those aren't equal offenses. Like, if he gets a game, those those are not equal offenses. No, not even not, close. No, not one, even One close. is intent to injure, and the other is two willing combatants in a hockey fight at the end of the game. The instigator rule, you know, you can pontificate, I guess, as to why it was brought in, but I, I promise that it was not to save a six foot six guy from a six foot four guy in the middle of game four of a playoff series or at the end or whatever. Like, it's... it's uh, that's not the spirit of it, but no. it is the letter of it. And now Edmonton's going to have to figure out a way around it. So in all likelihood, Broberg draws back in. They go 12 and six, just like they did before. And we'll see a little more minute load for Matthias Ekholm. That'd be my guess. Yeah. And Brett Kulak. Yes. Because he's going to move up. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, Philip Broberg comes in. So that's... That's the way that's going to be for, well, more than likely for the Oilers in Game 5. We'll see as we wait <laughs> what, what this yeah. is. But, yeah, you, if he's ha- if uh, Alex Petrangelo is having a hearing, he's getting at least a game. But it should be two. At least a game, it should be two. And I ask you, who is more impacted by the loss of their defensemen, knowing that Game 5 will feature neither of them? Who's more impacted by that? Who does it favor more? Think about it that way. 780-496-0063 is the number to call. We'll get into that at 135. Boy, Darnell Nurse suspended, Jay Woodcroft fined. What's next for Petrangelo? We'll talk about it when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.